We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Salute to Knicks Nation. This episode of the Knicks Fan TV podcast is sponsored by Podcorn. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host-read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. With Podcorn, there is no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set their own rates, and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. You never give up any rights to your podcast, and Podcorn is here to support you every step of the way and ensure you're protected and compensated for the work that you do for the brands. The market mission is to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom, and full control of how and when we monetize. Now, I can tell you firsthand, I've been using Podcorn for about two months now, and it's real easy. I search for sponsorship opportunities that best align with the brand. I apply based on the opportunities available. I set my rates and I wait to hear back from the company. They have a real cool integrated dashboard where you can interact right with the brand representative. They're very responsive and you can go in and make your deals. To sign up, you can go to www.podcorn.com or just click the link in my show notes to sign up for Podcorn and start browsing for sponsorship opportunities today. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Knicks all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Alright, here we go. Another special edition live stream podcast of the post-game show. CP from Knicks Fan TV. My man JLs from Nick and Time Show. JLs, we got another special one tonight, man. Oh yeah. This was a fan favorite, a fan request. They wanted the X-Man. We got on the X-Men. The X-Men. <laughs> Xavier McDaniel in the building tonight. Yeah. X-Men, yeah. how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us, man. How you feeling? I'm doing good. Nice to be, be on the show. Absolutely, man. Thanks again for coming on. And uh, before we get into it, salute to everybody watching. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Tonight's hashtag is going to be 32X. 
If Xavier McDaniels was your guy, if you were an, an Xavier McDaniel fan, leave a hashtag 32X in the chat so that uh, we could salute him, man. All right, JL, let's go ahead and kick it off. Yeah, man. All right, so, so a lot of people don't know that you are the second, number two in Rookie of the Year voting, right behind Patrick Hewen. So my question to you is, when you wake up in the morning, and you're getting that call from your agent that says, I'm coming to the Knicks. You got traded to the Knicks from Phoenix. What were your first thoughts? Um, it didn't even happen that way. I was leaving Seattle, Washington, heading back to Arizona. And going through the mountains of uh, Arizona back then, uh, the phone service wasn't that good in those mountains. I get into town, I get a message, they come by the office, and they've been trying to call me all day and locate me. I get in, it's probably about four o'clock that day, and Cot Fitzsimmons say, I just traded your ass. Damn. Oh, and I was like, huh? He said, I just traded you. I said, wow. he said, New York. I said, thank you. That's where I should have went before that, because I thought I was going to get traded to New York the year that I went to Phoenix for that one year and it didn't work out. And somehow I ended up in um, Phoenix for mm. half a season. And then we lost in the first round of Utah, 55 and 28 that year. And, you know, Utah just came in hot and knocked us off. We had, we had one of the best records in the league. Damn. Now, excellent. When you first got to the Knicks, there, there's a, there's a, Story about the first day of practice in South Carolina. Do you remember this story? And can you tell I us? If, I don't know if it was the first day, but I already know what you're going to talk one about. One of the first days. Can can you yes. let us? I mean, this is a brand new team, right? This is a new coach in mm-hmm. Pat Riley. Right. You had just been traded for. They had signed Anthony Mason. Greg Anthony right. um, was drafted. You know, what was that atmosphere like in, in, in those opening days of practice? And, and what, what happened? Well... Let's let's we're gonna go to the meeting. We're gonna start at the meeting. And Pat Riley was talking about the style of basketball he want to play. He wanted to be physical. Okay. And and he basically just told me, he said, I don't want Xavier McDaniel who played for the Suns. He was soft. He wow. was a jump shooter. Wow. He said, I want the maniac that played. <laughs> <out."> <laughs> and, you know, got into practice and. I am talking mad trash to Mason every time he takes a shot. Oh, I'm, man. I'm telling him to get that crap out. <laughs> and I guess he must have got tired of it. Hold on. <laughs> and, uh, and and it was on from there. I, I'm sorry, but you ain't going to just hit me. That was it. Uh, they basically calmed me down. Because I said, well, you ain't got to come out. The locker room, I'll wait on you at the dinner. <laughs> oh, I'll wait for you to practice. They had to have a meeting. I believe it. <laughs> they had to have a meeting with us and was like, we're going to suspend you. And that kind of got my attention. And, okay. You know, we shook hands and that was it. And uh, we, we moved on. And uh, I mean, like that, that first day on breakfast that morning, I remember Pat Riley was like coming down. They got the TV. I'm like, why they got the TV out there? Like, Dang on breakfast. They showing the fight of me and Oakley. <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah. And they showed the entire fight. 
he cut it off and say, now we fight together. And, uh, dope. That's dope. Uh, uh, and that was, that, that was my introduction to New York, but to go back to something that you said was I was number two, but I should have been number one that year and rookie of the year. Mm. Only mm. 50 games. I played Fuck 82 yourself. games. Over Patrick. Oh. Yeah. And, 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 and every time I talked to Patrick and when he was living in Maryland, if I'm coming through that way, I would always stop. I said, man, let me look at my trophy. <laughs> I said, Patrick, you, you take my 32 worst games and throw them out the window. I guarantee you my average is higher than yours. <laughs> man. So I just felt like, I felt like I should have won that rookie of the year. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, but you know, you're in New York. Patrick is no doubt about mega star. He's by far the best player I've ever played with. Mm. So, um, you know, my hat's off to him, but I still believe, you know, after almost what, 35 years, I deserve to win it. Wow. Still, still carry that chip on your shoulder to this day. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I let him know every time I talk to him. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Do you, do you feel like you should have took, I mean, just cause you, you said the answer to the question like that, I have asked this question. Um, do you feel like sometimes you should have been been one A? No. Okay. No. When I knew I came into New York, Patrick was a man. Mm. Only thing they needed me to do was get him a, a flash of Bernard King. I didn't have to be the full Bernard King. They need a small forward that could defend. They need a small forward that can make tough shots. Mm. We needed, and that's what I wanted to provide for them. And I think I did it all the way up until about January. I'm not sure the exact date when I bought my contract out, but I knew it was in January. You know, you're talking about what, 30 something years ago now? Yeah. 1992, January 92. I bought the contract out and mm. uh, we gave him $275,000 uh, money order. And I told him to keep the 225 deferred payment because that's what a lot of the teams would do back in the day defer some of your money. Mm. And that's what made my 500 up. After I did that, they stopped playing me. Mm. And when they stopped playing me, my average dropped from about 18 a game. Uh, I think I finished that year under 14. One of, that was the lowest scoring average I had in yeah. my career. And I pretty much never recovered from that because even when I went to Boston, my minutes dropped a lot. So, But, I mean, I enjoyed the time. I wanted to come back to New York, and I know that's something you guys going to ask. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be back in New York. But very obvious, Dave Checkett and Grunfield felt totally different because, like, like people would ask me, when they said he was going to sign you, well, it's September. Mm. So the, 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 the league starts in um, July 1. And so you got all of July. You got all of August. Mm. Now it's, it's like Memorial Day weekend, I mean, Labor Day weekend. And I'm like, David, David, if I ain't signed out, if, if they haven't signed me after Labor Day weekend, then we're gonna go somewhere else, mm. and that's what happened. Wow! Because that's- and and we kind of going back here, but because from my research, check it to said that you and David Falk never really gave him um, the the option would, to match the deal with Boston. You cannot match an offer with Boston when I'm a um, I'm not a restricted free agent. I'm unrestricted. Mm-hmm. Boston was not going to let me go in the office. They put me in a room with one telephone with them looking, and I called Patrick Ewing, and I said, Patrick, if you tell me not to sign it, I will not sign it. Man. He said, mm. and he said these exact words. 
if they were going to sign you, they would already do it. Take care of your family. Wow. That's, Man. Yeah. And, and, and that was that. And then they come out on ESPN talking about they were going to pay me more money. That was bull. Right. That's that. Right. Mm. Right. And, and how I know was because a reporter came to me and said, you know, they're going to jerk you at the end because mm. there was almost a deal for James Worthy. To and the Knicks? Yeah, to the Knicks. Oh, we got to wow. hear that, man. We got to hear that story, X, man. Yeah. What, what was yeah, that story? Was deal, worthy. What? <laughs> and, and I think the Lakers backed out of the deal. There was a deal. A reporter told me there was a deal for James Worthy. Wow. They got him. They was going to... They was gonna tell you either you want to be with us because I still had two more years. Yeah, get me to keep the two more years, and I wanted to get out. And then when we were up thirteen games, I think, or fourteen games against Boston, mm-hmm. and they wind up tying us for the Atlantic Division. And back then, we would always play each other. Uh, you either gonna play them three or six times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm five times yeah, or six. Best of five, yeah, yeah. That year we played them five times, mm-hmm. and they beat three two. Mm. So they win the division. I have a meet with Check It and Pat Riley. And I was like, man, I've been ready to play ball all year. Mm. And so when they told me we're going to get back to work, and I knew against Detroit I needed to have a monster series. And we beat them. And I knew I needed to have a monster series against uh, Chicago. And that's what got me the contract. Because, I mean, I turned down a contract yeah. for $2.8 million with Seattle. Mm-hmm you know, for a four years extension. And when I didn't sign that deal, that's when they start shopping me. Cause I was like, I'm not keeping the one. Cause I played, I would have played with the one six that I played in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was the one eight, one eight in Seattle. And then I would have had the four year deal. I didn't want to do that. That was a long time to be locked up. And so uh, I wind up uh, backing out that deal. So I had to get something that was compromised to, to what I gave up. Yeah. Makes sense. It definitely makes sense. Unfortunate. Yeah, they jerked me around. And I mean, I, I just, and then when I get back to Battle Square Garden, everybody booing me. <laughs> hey, when, when, <laughs> you, when you play for Boston, that's man. Come on, man. You know, you play for Boston. That's that's just, oh, yeah. it's tough, man. Tough. That's a tough one. Damn. Yeah, but, but a lot of people may not know it, but you can, you can always quote David on this. If I did not sign with Boston, and a lot of people don't know, there's only a few close friends know. Mm. And they may deny it, but after that series with Chicago, and they were they were taking it, we were also talking with Chicago. Wow! Oh my God! Well, because because Jordan's agent, Patrick Chazen, your yeah. agent was David Falk, right? And we were talking, and that makes sense. Oh, I was taking a chance. We were just in the early preliminaries of, of the talk, uh-huh. and I was like, "Hey, man, I don't gave up twelve point eight plus one point eight, one point eight. I got to get something out of it." So yeah. I had five year, thirteen million dollar deal. With eight million guaranteed. Wow. I, I took the money and ran, mm. to be honest. So 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 the conspiracy theory that, that Jordan tried to push you to Boston to keep you away from the Knicks is is is, is that false? Are you here to debunk that conspiracy no, that's, theory? That's definitely false. <laughs> I mean, Dave Check it them, I'll to put it this way. Put me in a room, put Dave Check it and Ernie Girlfriend on the room, and they asked us to be singing like canaries. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. David had nothing to do with it, you know. It, mm-hmm. it was a situation where, where um, they had all year to sign me. Mm. They had all year. I remember them telling me we, we may want to look at a couple other people, and then we're gonna sign you. Yeah, you do business. You could agree with on something. I could have signed it, and we could have dated it later. Yeah, we could have mutually hands and say, "Hey, this is what we're giving." But their whole thing was 
when I wasn't playing, I thought I bought my contract out. Well, we'll give you 500 back and we won't, we'll, we'll, we'll let the, the offer go back, which will be, give me my 500. Then I play the next year for one eight and the next year for one eight. And I kept telling them, no. Yeah. Well, listen, man, you gotta do it. You gotta, gotta do what's best around. for you. Yeah, man. You that's why. You gotta do what's best for you. That's why. That's why I love the kids today. I love guys like LeBron. I love these guys because they control their destiny. And and you know how the NBA. And a lot of people don't know, but the NBA can control you a little bit. They don't control these guys because they know somebody else will pick them up. Mm. And being the owners kind of stuck together a little bit. So, I mean, I got caught up. It wasn't even a numbers game. You know, and I'm not mad at nobody get a contract, but Oak gets something like 20 million right after that. And then Mason get like 24 million. Stocks get like 24 million. And, and, and to be honest, I only asked for a six year deal, 18 million. You, you give Harvey Grant 18 million and you can't give me 18 million? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then I told, then I didn't drop it. I said, let's do three years, 10 million. So they didn't want to do it. So, like I said, if we was in a room with Dave Checkett and, and the Paramount Pictures back then wasn't Mr. Dolan was the owner, but it was Paramount Pictures on the team back mm-hmm. then. And so, like I said, you put Dave Checkett and Ernie Grunfeld in it, they both of them be snitching on each other. JLS, <laughs> <laughs> we got the X Man dropping gems in here. We didn't yeah, even get man. to the we didn't He's even get to the juice get to the bull series. We're already getting into this, man. This is great. Yeah. This yeah, is this great. Is good stuff. So, he, got, he had to let him go. Absolutely, man. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit yeah. that thumbs up button for you boys and, and drop a thirty two X in the chat for the X Man. Um, yeah. Xavier on on the team, you know, chemistry wise. Who who would you say you were closest with on the team? Was it Patrick? Because you guys had kind of came up together. Yeah, and us having the same agent. Yeah. Uh, you know, out of everybody, I mean, I, I got a great relationship with Gerald, but mm-hmm. I think and Patrick. Um, like I said, when he was staying in Maryland uh, at the time, and I would be coming back and forth from Boston to New York, hanging out with people in Lawrence and Queens. What's up, <laughs> Queens? <laughs> um, stand up if you're from Queens. Yeah. Throw Queens in the chat, so, man. I would always sometimes stop through and stay at his house or something and and uh, just hang out with him, maybe go to dinner, or stop at David Falk's house on the way back from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick is the one that I probably kept up the most, but me and Mark Allis was pretty cool. Oh, we were pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I will talk to Oak every once in a while, call him one day, maybe about five, four or five years ago, and just was talking with him. And he said, I'm going to call you right back, X, and he never called me back. And I was like, ah. I didn't oh, that to him. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, man, call you got to call X-Man back. Yeah, man, man. call him back, man. We had Oak, we had Oak <laughs> on the show uh, a couple couple months ago. Um, in uh-huh. terms of, you know, when you guys kind of got into your ruts, every every season doesn't go without its, its peaks and valleys. Who was kind of like the glue guy of that team? Like, who did you guys kind of lean on to kind of get you guys back on track? I'm going to say Mark Jackson was really the, the, the glue for us. Ah. It, 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 people has underestimated Action Jackson so many times. He just, he's slow at this, this, and this. But anytime in, in any of those series, he got us under control. He mm. got us in the right spot. And if I was feeling it, he would tell Patrick to get out, let, let me in. Patrick had it going. Mark Jackson was the general that kept everything going for us. I, I felt like he was the glue. I mean, you're talking about a team that won 51 games, yeah, and they yeah. get starters. Yeah. You know, I they keep us, continue to add. I felt like we could have took the Bulls in 92, 
or ninety three. I feel bad for Charles Charles uh, Smith Milk yeah. because I don't know if I got the ball down there blocking one time. <laughs> oh man, I still had some decent legs. <laughs> I can try to punch one of them in there, you know. And that's what the NBA is about. You got to be able to finish around that round. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm bad for him. I watched. I just shook my head like, man. I'm, I wish that would have been me because I would have tried to punch that mother on, on everybody down there. <laughs> True story, man. True story. All right, yeah. so so you guys win 51 games. You have mm-hmm. a hard-fought series against the Pistons now. I mean, you guys, they took you to five, and kind of like how the Bulls, you know, had to get through them the prior year. You know, you guys had to uh, get through the bad boys before you even got yeah. to the Bulls. Yeah, kind of finished right. the bad boys, actually. Right. That was kind of like the finishing touches of the bad mm-hmm. boys. I mean, how do you remember, like, coming out of that series? Like, how was the what was the feelings around the team getting past Detroit first? I honestly believe that we could beat them. I, I felt like we could beat them, to be mm-hmm. very honest. I felt like we could beat them. And I felt like we match up very well against them. Uh, and the way we did, it was very unorthodox because I was on Lambert mostly because he started. Mm. And Oak was on, um, I think they started Orlando Woolridge mm. was on him. And then Patrick was on Wern. Mm. And, but because of all the way they played, we was could guard anybody. So, but I think they never figured it out. Well, they got X on him and him, him. And then we're up and guard me, who I am not afraid of. (laughs) (laughs) They don't see him hit me. You not see one game where you see him hit me with a with a with a with a with a with a messed up flavoring call. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you never see any any Robin X Man clips in that And so uh and I've had some very good games against Dan. He's a very good player, don't Mm. get me wrong. But where I grew up at and how tough my parents were and the neighborhood I grew up, that, 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 those tactics that he did, that shit didn't scare me at all, yeah. you know? So um, that fit right into my mold, physical, beat you up, mm-hmm. hit you out. I mean, that series, they couldn't say we did this to them because I had scratches, I had cuts, my mouth was busted open. You earned it. Physical series. We just happened to be a little bit more tougher than them. Oak was a tough guy, Patrick was a tough guy. I, to be honest, I felt like we could have had one of the best front lines in basketball for yeah, at least absolutely. five yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, between you, Oak, and Patrick, I mean, you guys yeah. dominated the boards and a lot of teams. Right. That's a lot of teams. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, man. Um, segue now into the Bulls series. Now, going into this series, you know, Chicago, oh, they always had our number. I mean, let's, let's just be real. But going into that series, they had won something like 14 straight against the Knicks. When yeah. you're now seeing a team like this in the playoffs, I mean, how does it, what type of, what is the game plan that you're going into? You know, what is the mindset that you're going into to try to, to try to beat this team that, that had your number for years? Well, our, our mindset was when we had our team meeting and we knew we was going to, we already knew we were probably going to be playing the Bulls. So, uh, cause we got that number four seed if we beat Chicago. We all sit down, and, and, and I basically told them this, and, and, and I love Scotty. Don't get me wrong with what I <laughs> Here you go. I told them we don't need to double Scotty. Mm. We don't need to double Scotty. And, and, and I got to talk and say, we don't need to, to double um, Michael. If you double Michael, he still got 40 to 50 or 30, whatever. Yeah. And if you don't double him, he still got it. 
Mm. Let's, let's keep Michael under 40. And mm. my thought was to keep Scottie Pippen under 20. Mm. I, I felt like if we could keep him under 20 and keep Michael under 40, we could beat them. And uh, But the, the typical game we lost was game two and three. Yeah. You win game one and then you lose game two and game three. That was a that was a big blow to us. And, and so that gave them home court advantage. But uh we just couldn't double. And every time we wind up doubling, Paxson, Hodges, yeah. one, uh Armstrong, Armstrong's hit, the hero game two. Yeah, yeah. They hit big shot. And I remember I, I I'm trying to think back. I'm not sure, so I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. But I know they hit something like maybe at least five or six shots with the shot clock running down mm. and BJ Armstrong, um, uh, Craig Hodges and, and Paxson. They hit a bunch of shots with the shot clock coming down, which most teams going to miss because you got to rush it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that was a tough series for us. Mm. There's, you know, I really thought we could have win it, but you got to go through some type of adversity That's right. in order to get there. You know, the Bulls, a lot of people say they're unbeatable, but anybody's beatable. But you got to do it for seven games. So you got to they, – they learn how to be physically tough. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, like I said, game two and three, we had we had to win one of those two. If yeah. we were game two, we definitely had to win game three at home. That was a yeah. big game. Mm. I mean, to, to your point, you you everybody expected the, the Knicks to be swept. That was the – the consensus that y'all was gonna be swept 4-0 and that didn't happen instead. Oh, oh, oh yeah. those people who those people who don't even play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, can, you can sit down, man, and you can write, you can write stuff all you want, and people can give you quotes and mm-hmm. unanswers, but you can never say somebody gonna be swept. I mean, even in Seattle, we got swept twice by the Lakers. And mm. and I used to sit there and say, man, what happened? We'll be out there 29-point lead. I go in halftime say, what happened? And so you can be swept, but a lot of those people, they don't – most of them just write the game and they just talk the game. Still, still got to play the game. Yeah, still got to play You know, game. sometimes sweeps happen. Sometimes teams are not – when you got a team that work together and is good, you got to find a way to keep them together and build on it. And look at the mm. Bulls. Yeah. They never got rid of them until Jerry Reinoff in 98. They stayed together for Consistency, what? man. You yeah. need that stability. I've been preaching that yeah. with the Knicks forever now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and when you look at the Knicks roster, besides Patrick, Oak, uh, Starks, within what uh, five, four years, five years into it, uh, mm-hmm. Mason was gone, and mm-hmm. then bringing in more and more people. Then you see Doc Rivers in mm-hmm. and Charles Smith, Charles Smith. Where you know I remember with the Lakers, they had to start a lineup for a whole lot of years, mm-hmm. moving somebody out. When you take uh, Jamal Wilkes out and you put James Worthy in. Wow, look how he excelled. They didn't miss a beat and stuff. Mm-hmm. So game four, game four comes and you drop 24 points and seven rebounds. To me, that's, that seems like the, the pivotal moment for you. It seems like like a, a switch went off. It seemed like, you know, Patrick Ewan was getting doubled a lot and you need to find what, your way to score. Can you tell me what you were seeing in game four and like tell me how your role evolved within that series? Well, just just in those 12 games, they let the dogs out. Mm. They didn't pat them, didn't they didn't mess with me about contracts, they didn't mess with me about playing time. You got to realize I only played 28 minutes a game that season. Mm. And if you go back and look up, and I know they got it, you know, you can find anything on the internet. You go back and look, 
and you'll see that I was averaging close to 18 and a half points. Yeah. Until mm. I bought the contract out. And after I bought the contract out, now I go in the game, they take me out, average drop. Go in the game, take me out. And I'm like, damn. Now I got to try to be self. And that made it even worse because I ain't even that type of player. Mm. Look for my shots. I try to do it within the offense. And I just had to call my boy, Aubrey Sherrod, who's been my, my boys for 39 years from college. And we just talking and say, you just got to get back the way we was taught. And that's what I did. And, and, and I stayed in the gym when, when they, when, when my name was called, I stayed in the gym. That was the key. I, I stayed in the gym and I did not let my confidence get down. And, and they allowed me to play the way I envisioned playing with Patrick. And, you know, I mean, I just know when I looked at that series, I was like, 93, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and, I could have, and I was in New York when the finals, when they was playing the Madison Square Garden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Patrick met up. And, yeah. um, and uh, what was that restaurant? Then I closed up now. Uh, oh, man. We met and, um, oh, man, what's the name of it? Shot Bar. Shot Bar. Okay. Bar the game. Mm-hmm. He wanted me to come. I said, man, if I came to that game, I mess around and try to put a damn uniform on. <laughs> so uh, we watched it at a bar. Mm-hmm up later that that's what's up man and salute to everybody in the chat hit that thumbs up button for you boys yeah, we're talking to fan favorite the x-man xavier yeah. mcdaniels hit that thumbs up button for you boys and hit a 32x in the chat to salute the x-man um xavier you know jeff van gundy really we were listening to the Woj podcast he had patrick Ewing and jeff van gundy uh on the show and and jeff really pointed to you as the X Factor, man, he said, listen, you know, Xavier McDaniel was the difference maker in this series. Um, so you feel like, you know, what you did to, to really galvanize the team was just to stay ready, just to stay hungry, stay ready. And you felt like you could really focus because the contract was kind right. of off your off your head. Yeah, yeah, I, I just stayed ready, man. Uh, but, I, I, you know, Jeff was assistant and when I was there and – I mean, a lot of people knew what was going on. Patrick knew. Patrick told me to keep my head up. You know, I get booed in New York because I'm not having a good, good year. Uh, in New York, crowds can be tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just said my time will come. Just got to be patient and stay in shape and do what you're supposed to do. And and, and that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. And that's what you got to do. Talk about in game, you know, game four, five, and six. I mean, you turned, you really turned it up. I mean, you're averaging damn near like 25 points a game, especially in those pivotal games in the garden. I mean, game six, you guys dominated them by 14 points. When the crowd is getting into it, the defense chants and the towels are waving. I mean, what does that do for you when you're out there on the court? When that crowd going, man, your drilling is going, man. Only thing you want to do is try to perform. That's all mm. you're trying to do. Mm. You just try to perform it and have a good time. And uh it was extremely loud in there. And uh I just wanted I just want to try to give my best, man, because you know, I knew I had a lot more basketball in me and I just wanted to play, you know. Didn't want to deal with a bunch of politics. I mean, because we could have just got this contract done and, and moved on. They could have said, Hey, this is what we're willing to offer. They never offer anything. Damn. But I mean, the, the bottom line is, it was 30 years ago. The only time I talk about it is when people, you know, the media are doing radio interviews, ask me about it. But I, I do think if they kept that team together, Man. 
think we could have overtook them because I already had been through a lot. You got to realize, mm. I, I, I I done beat Houston twice mm-hmm. in Seattle, but I could never get past the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I had done been through some things, and I knew they had been through some things with the Bulls. So uh, me, even though I wasn't with them during the Bulls, I already had been through some some turn times against Pat Riley. Mm-hmm. I've been twice by the Lakers, you know? And so for me, you know, uh, it was my opportunity to show that I could try to get to that next level. And it just never happened. That That's just one of the regrets that I got is I never got to play in the final. Like I said, I was in New York when they were playing the Rockets. And Patrick wanted me to come to, I said, man, if I come to the fucking game. <laughs> you ready, you ready to jump in there, right? Man. Yeah. Dang. So, I, like I said, met him at the shop bar afterwards. And we just talked. And I was like, damn, man, I wish I was out there with you, bro. I mean, man. I, mean I always root for him. I think Patrick, Patrick deserves something. He, he deserved he did. a championship. Yeah. You know, he, 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 he put his heart he out on for people. So, you know, uh, I mean, just like him. You know, I've had five or six on my knee. He's had five or six. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the only thing I regret. I just didn't get to play in the finals. That makes me mad, man, because we because we really needed like that second. We needed that one more, man. One more, Jalen. We I just needed that one more. Hearing his backstory right. is making me mad. <laughs> and the thing is, the thing is, I remember watching Game Seven, and I was like, saying at the TV, Patrick, tell Starks to stop. Damn it, shooting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I love Stocks, great guy, and and I thought they felt like Stocks could be that person, but I would have been like, "Yo, man, that Jay ain't going." You yeah. got to the whole, and he just stayed with it. But you know, that was a time. I mean, I think he was one for seventeen, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two for seventeen. But yeah. that was tough, man. I was I was rooting for those guys and and stuff, but hmm. it, was, it was what it is, man. I there. I wanted to help, but there was nothing I could do. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, recently, like I said, we had we had Charles Oakley on the show, and um, on our interview and, and previous interviews and, and interviews after that, you know, he kind of came out against Patrick in a way that kind of questioned his leadership style and saying he was high maintenance, he was hard to deal with. I think Derek Harper was also interviewed uh, about a week later and kind of kind of said similar things, like you know, it was kind of hard to to um, deal with Patrick because sometimes he would hog the ball and kind of freeze them out and put them in a difficult situation when they cold. What was your experience like playing with, you know, I, a star of that caliber? Honestly, I did not have it. I had to learn to play with Patrick because I'm a post player too. I'm, yeah. I'm an inside out guy. What is Patrick? He's an inside guy. But I learned what I said. I got to, I got to tighten up on my shooting some more. I would be in the gym shooting, shooting, shooting. But when I got that opportunity to go in the post, I did exactly what I was supposed to do, make baskets when I'm in the post. Mm-hmm. Patrick is – this guy I, – I went to Patrick one time and said, hey, man, Pat Riley's killing us, man. I mean, he's killing us. Patrick, man, you know me, man. I just practice, man. And, uh, uh, you know, I just – I said, God damn it, Patrick, I'm doing what he say too, but <laughs> – we just went. We just went two and a half hours in a shoot around <laughs> speed. I was up to the game late. They were already dressed. I hurry up and get dressed. We playing. We was playing San Antonio Spurs. Sean Elliott had thirty two on me after the game. Me and Pat Riley get into it, and I looked at him and said, "Fuck it, I just played two games today." 
I was like, we played one this morning, and we played one this We went for two and a half hours, and we got the crap beat up. And I was like, Patrick, we can't do that. You can't, you can't, you can't run nobody that way. Yeah, for two hours. I mean, I love Pat Pat Riley. He's a great guy. Mm. I can pick up the phone and call him right now. But the truth be told, that's the truth. Mm. I call him and leave him a message. Call me back within a couple hours. You know, but during those times, I think he was trying to establish it, but he was weighing me and Patrick out because mm-hmm. of our knee situation. Yeah, yeah, you know? I was thinking, yeah. I mean, and, and, and you know, you heard all the stories with the Lakers and how they got hurt against Detroit. They had three starters out. Mm-hmm. Pam Strange, Magic Johnson, Byron Scott. Uh, I think Worthy was limping in that series. So, you know, um, but when we got in the playoff, he didn't do it as much. Like, well, he didn't do it at all because we just walked in a lot of walkthrough. But during the regular season, man, I'm like, we doing this drill, and I'm dead tired. <laughs> hours. Classic, man. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, Patrick, I don't think he was a high-maintenance guy. Mm. Um, I think Derek Harper got to look at it as he came in the league in 1983, I think, and now he's 10 years in. And a lot of time, us athletes, we could be 10 years in, but we still think we're 22, and we're not. Mm. And mm. Um, Oak, the same thing. Oak has never been a, a great scorer. Right. Oak, Oak would miss a wide-open layup. Let's mm. just be honest. Sometimes he'd be wide-open, miss a layup. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know what to say, and I'm not trying to say nothing against neither one because I really – I mean, I, I know Derek Harper, but we only – we only hung out maybe once or twice in my whole 12 years. And me and Oakland's kind of hung out a little bit. And so I'm not trying to throw any of them on the bus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I had a great year with Patrick. I had a great year with 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 with, with um uh uh Gerald Wilkins and 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 Mason and, and Oak and all those guys and John Stocks. I had a great time with all of them. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Patrick was high maintenance. Patrick, when you want to say go to war. That's what you want to go to war with. Yeah. I don't care who it is, Kareem, um, uh, Shaq, uh, Akeem, you know. Akeem mm. got a best of him because Patrick Needs was starting to fail him a little bit. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But, I mean, Patrick has always dominated that series. They just go back to one, one seven-game series that he dominated Patrick. But you go back and look at the numbers, mm. you know, it ain't like he just dominated him like he did Shaq that one year. You know, uh, and Akeem been a great player. I seen him score 52 points and 25 rebounds on us in double overtime. So hmm. I, he's a monster of a player. But Patrick is a, is a, is a true warrior. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. interesting to get that that balanced perspective because we as fans, you know, we only see what's on TV, right? And, and right. growing up with this team, we seen him leave his, his heart out there on the court. We had, we seen all the failures and everything, and we were just as disappointed as, as those guys were. But for the most part, we saw a guy that brought it every night. You know, mm-hmm. we know the ice machine was was stressed <laughs> with the with, you know with the ice bags and yeah. stuff. He, he put it all out there, so it's kind of right. disappointing to hear the knocks yeah. on him. But um, it was interesting to hear hear your perspective as well. Yeah, and, and, and also I think for for Oak, I think I think because Patrick didn't probably come to his defense. Yeah, when yeah. all that stuff happened, because as soon as it happened, all of a sudden I see my phone calling. You to somebody calling me? Hey, you on you on TV? Are they texting me? But my phone is like steady blowing up. I mean, like, and now, now I'm like, uh, I'm already looking at it on ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm getting like 
I don't know what's said. I'm not going to say Mr. Dole. I don't know what was said. Mm-hmm. I know Oak. Oak might have did say something. Or Dolan might have said something. I just don't know. So I tell people I try not to comment on it. Mm-hmm. Not one time besides Patrick retirement that I ever been asked to come back to anything. But do I take it personal? And I got got some people in New Orleans. I, I said, well, maybe when the season picks up, we'll go to a New York game. I go there and buy my own daggone ticket. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't see nothing to to the point to say, you know, like, you know, this this about the Knicks organization because theoretically they don't owe you nothing when you get through playing. Mm-hmm. Everybody know when you're playing basketball, you you gotta not let basketball use you. You gotta use basketball. Yeah, it's a business at the end of the day. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Man. Interesting stuff, man. Very mm-hmm. interesting stuff. Um, JLs, anything else on on the on the Bulls series before we segue? Um, nah, I think we're good on the, the Bulls. Is, is there anything you would do differently during that series? Or uh, do you feel like we should have played somebody else differently? Because I know Jordan Jordan, Jordan was kind of posting up Starks a little bit. And right. I, I gave him a lot of trouble. So I know yeah, it's well, hard. Neither Wilkins nor Starks really. I mean, when you, when, you, when, 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 you got a guy, when you got a guy 6'6", six, 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 and you got a guy 6'2", six, he's going to win that one all the time. Exactly. So... But no, the only thing I wish that if we did over, if you go back and think on that series, we were having a very good game too. And he took, Riley took me out, he took Oak out, and he took Mark Jackson out. Mm. And I think we went with with Gerald, Greg Anthony, and Mason and Stocks. And mm. Chicago made that run. Mm. That's when the Bull Fanatics got into it. And then that's when he put us back in. It might have been the last five minutes because the game was still close up until that time. Mm-hmm. If I remember, we were up in game two, too. We was having a very good game, too. We wasn't up many, but we were up. And they still had their tier players in when we had some of our bench people yeah. in. So mm-hmm. uh, if, 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 if I know what I know, not, I might have would have went up and said, Pat, man, it's time to put us back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was a game, too, when it was, it was really full court pressing you guys heavy. Yeah. And and causing a lot of turnovers, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah barely got. I could have won. I definitely could have won that one. We could have. We yeah. definitely could have won that series. When you look at it, we could have won it. I mean, you're not going to beat Chicago at home, but so many times in the game that you win at home, you got to go home and take care of home court. Yeah. We did game three. Game three take was care. definitely tough. Yeah, we take care of home yeah. court, and then you know some of them phantom calls that I when you see Gerald like. Yeah, he touched him in the stomach, but it didn't create a, a disadvantage on Mike shooting that elbow jump shot. Yeah. He got a couple three uh three point plays off that too to hurt us. So um that was a I mean, game five was a game we could have won, you know. Mm-hmm. And I definitely didn't want to go back for game seven. You mm-hmm. don't want to go nobody home court on game seven. Yeah. I mean, everything yeah. goes goes back to them. If we could have got game five, you know, we took care of game six, but I knew it was going to even be more tougher. And we hung in there for a while, but evidently the experience prevailed. And, and oh, you, I do have a question, actually. Yeah, go ahead, Jails. The game five, there was like a little moment that happened where I think Pippen pushed you to the floor and you got up and you were angry and think Knicks are trying to talk to you. And then you push, ended up pushing Oakley and, and like uh-huh. called the top of the frenzy in the huddle. Like, what happened there? <laughs> well, I was cutting down the middle. And Cartwright caught me with a bowl. Mm. He, he actually, I think I had a concussion. Oh, wow. 
I think I had a concussion. That's and, how it looked. And from the replay, that's how it looked because you yeah, were down and I, out. Man. I mean, I was, when I was down, you got to realize they went on the other end and played and then came back. Yeah. I was still on the floor. But and when you see me getting up, you see me wobbling. And by this time now, it's all. I told the referee, I know you've seen that shit. So <laughs> I let not say nothing. <laughs> they're coming in the lineup telling me they're going to be watching me. I say, ain't nobody watch me. And this is what I get mad at people, you know. Uh, oh, look at Mike. He's not He's not right or Pippen not right. Mm. I be hurt. I've been hurt. I've been hurt in all these series, but I never talked about the injuries. You, if I'm having a bad game, I'm just having a fucking bad game and they're talking about bad about me. But when some other, like in game six, they were kept talking about, well, he's not right. He's not right. No, we was all in his ass that day. <laughs> <laughs> right. He wasn't credit. You know, and there's nothing to take away from nobody, but we was all over them. And they were talking, look at it. He's limping and he went to the sideline and got tape. I didn't get tape. I played with no tape for 13 years, 12 years. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I got a lot of hits. Uh, just look at it. What about that left hand layup I had? And he came across my head. Then I knocked my head off. Yeah. And called mm-hmm. That was MJ. So, but they try to play about our physical, but Michael's one of the dirtiest players you ever going to play oh, yeah. with. Oh, yeah. He talks I, I, about I your about mama. <laughs> he talks about your mama. He talks about your daddy. He'll take them forearms and put you in your hand, stand over you and talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was was MJ now. the worst trash talking that, that you had came up yeah. against? You read my mind. Oh, Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Wow. Larry, 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 Larry Bird. Bird. Somebody else said Larry Bird. I think Larry else Bird, said Larry man. Bird was the worst. Somebody like if you from Indiana, he told Sean Kemp, I'm like, Sean, what did he say to you? He just kept staring at me, talking about, I'm the best fucking player to ever come from Indiana. <laughs> Sean threw me in his face, ran down court laughing. <laughs> uh, oh, X-Man, I'm going to wear you out tonight. <laughs> come up with all type of crazy stuff, man. But, I mean, they, you know, Micah talk. I mean, I was surprised. Doc didn't do much talking when he played. Mm. No, Magic talks a lot. Oh yeah, I know. I can tell that on the court they call they didn't call it Magic. They called him Buck. <laughs> and and, and uh, I mean the whole game. And don't be letting like Worthy get like five or five or six on me in a row. Oh, oh. James Worthy, will let you know about it. Nah, mm. man, that, that was that was one of my. I mean, I mean he was a. I mean this guy was. I mean I could never stop him. I wow. mean, I'm not lie. I mean two people I really didn't stop that often. That was uh. Adrian Dantley, Purvis Short, mm. Mm. Uh, Mitchell, Mitchell that played for San Antonio. Was it Mike Mitchell? Okay. Yes. Mike Mitchell and uh, Larry Bird and James Worthy. Those were wow. the guys. Yeah. And, well, I, 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 I'm sorry, Dominique. Dominique. We had an argument. And I, I forget who was on the phone. And I was like, I tell him I used to bust that. He talking about. Oh, uh, he already know. He know him. <laughs> so mm-hmm. and Dominique, those and, and also Alex English, and also Mark Aguirre. That the small four was tough back in the eighties, man. Mm. Yeah, but you you, you held Pippen to thirty seven percent during that series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they was throwing Pippen around, man. They they were oh, bullying right, Scotty in that series. Well, man. I mean, that was that was that was a scouting report on it that he could be rattled. You were playing physical. If mm-hmm. very, very physical, and we wanted him not to be on the outside where he could just catch the outlet and go. So we move Oak to the out a lot of times. And if you realize, me and Patrick was always on the box. Mm-hmm. So yeah. a lot of the times, if he was going to get it, he would have had to go 94, and I try to pick him up early mm. so he can get started. 
it worked a lot of the time. Sometimes he did. I mean, he's a great athlete. Scotty, yeah. Scotty was one of the best, man. Yeah. Just imagine, he, just imagine he was been in Seattle. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Or these. And I love Olin. Yeah. I love Ola. Ola been like a little brother to me. Uh, Imagine, you know, that 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 he would have been in Seattle, man. You know, and you never know where that would have been. Yeah. That's what sure. I like to talk about what if. Yeah. Because if what if was, we all be drunk. <laughs> man. We're talking to Xavier McDaniel. Yeah, Salute to everybody That's in the amazing. chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Right now, we got the icon Chuck D know. in the chat right now. Salute to Chuck D. He, yeah. He's saluting Xavier McDaniel yeah, in the chat. Enemy. Public well. enemy is in the building. Salute to everybody well, for sure, God. man. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Xavier, you still keep up with with the Knicks today? And what? I yeah, mean, man. you still keep up with the team? Um, I kind of keep up with a little bit of everybody. I just kind of just watch basketball. Yeah. But once you, I think once you start playing, like when I was growing up, I was a Doc fan and a Magic fan. And um, then once you get into you being that basketball player and that guy, mm-hmm. that kind of fades out. So um, I kind of, I, I don't watch it every night because it's too much basketball. Mm-hmm. I try to watch it like when I was young. I want to watch those good matchups. But I go to the Madison Square Garden Network and, um, and, and watch the Knicks because – you know, uh, my son played against Dennis Smith Jr. Okay, he was at okay. he was at Hammond okay. Academy. Yeah, and uh, they beat them. Well, they beat him in North Carolina, um, in, in Raleigh, Raleigh Durham area, and then um, my son then beat him in, in Columbia at the Chick Fil A Classic, big big classic where all the top players uh, come to teams come to in Columbia and play uh, during the Christmas tournament. Okay. Okay. All right. That, that that's cool, man. Now, yeah. X Man, you also had a had a uh, a couple acting cameos, man. How how did yeah. you get into acting? Uh, David Falk. David mm. Falk called me and said, "Hey, we got something for you." Oh, and uh, <laughs> married with children. <laughs> yeah, beat, beating up Al Bundy or married with yeah. children. Yeah, hey, I'm the only man to ever beat Al Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only man to ever beat Al Bundy. <laughs> so, uh. Uh, uh, and then I got the one with uh, uh, what was it? Single, single. Is that it? Single, single. Yeah. I'm gonna say sleepers in Seattle, but singles. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I signed a contract with the Sonics. I did it, the cameo when I was with Phoenix, mm. and the movie came out when I was with Boston. Oh man, oh, man. the timing. <laughs> and I did it with the late Wayne Cody, uh, sports guy. With Seattle, and to be honest, we did it right off the top of my head in singles because I was reading the strip, and I was like telling the director, "We don't talk about that." <laughs> and Wayne Cody say, "Let this is what we're gonna do." They sprayed me down with some water, mm. asked me a question. I ah. did it off the top of my head, and it took us like three takes. No, top of my head. Steve, don't the come thing, yet. That, that was a class. Yeah, the only thing they wanted me to say was. Those four yeah. words, JL. <laughs> that was the only thing I had to say. Uh, JL, JL, just to give you some background. So basically, it's it's a guy. He's in bed with a woman, right? And, and you know, he he's trying not to to come early. So he he's daydreaming about something. So the the daydream is him he's daydreaming about me playing, playing for the Sonics, interviewing <laughs> Xavier McDaniel in a post game press conference. Why you why you in bed with your wife? Uh, uh, That's crazy. 
And, and shout yeah. out my guy Chris Sham. Is he, he's a thirty plus year season ticket holder. He sent me that link. He was like, "You got he yeah. he's one of your he you're one of his favorite plays." And he was like, "Yo, you got to show the X man yeah. this clip from uh from from oh singles." My God. All right. <laughs> I get a little check. I get a little check from both of them. But they got stingy uh, California is. This is probably like one of the lowest checks I ever got. <laughs> it was seventy nine cents. Wow. In California and California took twenty eight cents of it. Oh wow. man. The, the check was fifty one cents. <laughs> that <is> the <laughs> the X Men does Hollywood, man. Oh man. That, that's good stuff, man. Definitely good stuff, good stuff man. man. Salute to Knicks Nation. CP from the Knicks Fan TV here. And this episode is sponsored by Ladder. Ladder was founded by LeBron James and Arnold Schwarzenegger to change the way supplements are made. They work with the top scientists to formulate a line of clean performance products. Unlike other supplements, every batch is tested by a third party to verify the highest standards for quality and safety. Now, I'm always in the market for supplements that are both clean and give you a good performance. And what I like about Ladder is I'll take a pre-workout shake. And it'll give you like a nice energy going into it. You get your workouts in, but it doesn't give you that hangover effect like a lot of the other supplements do. And then after my workout, I'll take a whey protein shake, either like vanilla or chocolate. And what I like about the protein shakes are they don't give you that aftertaste that a lot of the other shakes do. So you can actually mix it with water or I typically mix it with like a smoothie, a berry smoothie or a green smoothie. And it goes down right. Ladder's goal is to help you unlock the best in any situation. Right now, that means access to special offers and expert advice from their community. Use this code better every day for 30% off everything site wide at ladder.sport. That's better every day for 30% off at ladder.sport. Peace. You know, X Man, what what do you, you know, for the younger kids that, that never saw you play? You know, what do you want your legacy to be as as a as a you know former Nick, former NBA player, played for quite a while, played for a lot of different teams. Yeah. What what do you want your, your your legacy to be? Played hard, played aggressive, played the game the right way, uh, and gave it all. Played hurt, played with bad knees, swollen knees, probably times when I shouldn't have played. I, yeah. I, because I tell people all the time, I used to play for free one time. Mm. Now give me a hundred grand. Every month. So, I mean, I just I just love the game. Love the game. If you're going to play the game, love the game. You know, um, enjoy the game. But also, whatever you want to do outside of basketball, I always say, don't let basketball use you. You use basketball. Use that platform. Mm. And that's what I love about, like I said, like for LeBron and, and Wade and all these guys and Shaq, uh, they, 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 they let basketball, they work basketball for them in their favor. You know, and uh, 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 just just love the game, man. Love the game. I used to always tell my son, if you ain't watching basketball, you don't love the game. Mm-hmm. I'm watching what Georgetown doing when I was in college. I'm watching to see what Michael Jordan doing. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there like, and a lot of people are like, man, you could, y'all couldn't have beaten no Michael Jordan. I say, hey, first of all, we had Antoine Carr, the big dog, mm-hmm. 6'9", 220. He didn't look like the big dog like in Utah. <laughs> in college. Cliff Levinston, myself, Arby Sherrod, Greg Dryland. Mm. We had another guy that got drafted, Tony Martin. Mm. I played six guys on that team that played pro ball. Damn, that was all on the Wichita State team? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. A lot of people don't realize that, but we were number four in the country. 
Wow. And uh, we came to Madison Square Garden. And if y'all ever see Stevie Burke, ask him about it. We put a whooping on him. Because <laughs> they were a top 20 team then. We beat them by about 20, 25. Mm -hmm. And Georgetown was playing St. John's and Chris Mullins. That's the first time I seen Patrick. Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, shit, this Patrick? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 okay. I, I, right then and then when I see him, I was like, you can't be going to the hole with layoffs for him. You got to punch that thing in there. Yeah. Um, yep. A lot of I'm people that, yeah. but the people see Greg driving. They were like, he went to Kansas. Well, before he went to Kansas, he went to Wichita State. <laughs> so we, we had a very good team, man, and, yeah. um, and, and stuff. But I just felt like we could have been one of those elite teams out there in 1981-82 season. Mm. But probation hurt us. Mm. Damn. It's tough, man. man. Once again, we, we're talking to the X-Man, Xavier McDaniel. Yeah, um, X-Man, before we let you go, what's your what's your final message? What do you want to say to the Knicks fans in the chat? They, they were so excited to have you on the show. You know, wanted you to stay with the Knicks, and, and we all thought things would have been better. Even Jeff Van Gundy said he was mm -hmm. devastated when, when you left. Yeah. Um, what, what's, your, what's your message to the Knicks fans out there? Just got to stay positive. Just got to stay positive, and hopefully that – they can get some people to come in. Uh, you can't just rely on young guys. Uh, you got to have a mixture of young guys and older guys. You can have 10 young guys. You're going to lose with them 10 young guys. You got to mix that thing up with them. You got to have some guys that 10, 11 years in the league. You got to have some that's two, three years in the league or, or less. And you got to have some in that middle range, like 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 six, seven, and eight years. And and, and, and that's what they got to get to. And I, I got, you got to find an idea that you keep changing coaches all you want. You got to get the players in there, mm. you know, uh, and you got to get somebody that everybody's going to respect. You know, Pat Riley came in that year, and and the Knicks were never bad, but they were never great. Yeah, got that, he mm. took us on that edge because he had the rings behind him. Mm -hmm. And uh, you got to stay with a team. You know, you can't go get a guy like Phil Jackson and say it's a part time job. Mm -hmm. Full time, man. It's full time yeah, job man. as a president. Yeah. True. And True I indeed. think that's where it started. Yeah. You you yeah. you asked for mediocre from him, and that's what you got. Yeah. And yeah. The draft picks and the trades, it's all coming back to haunt you. So just start it over with a few guys and get some younger guys in there. And uh because I don't think it's always about paying a guy forty million dollars. You know? Mm -hmm. uh, most of those gonna be tied up anyhow. But you got to find them 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 guys like myself. You may not be that superstar, but you're that star. And if you can get you a couple of them star players, man, and and somebody elevate their game like Quan Leonard did, like what he did in um, Toronto, that's mm -hmm. what you want. You want to develop some guys. Yeah, and, yep, absolutely. Uh, so, so bring Chris Paul over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but that will be a guy that you can start with, with to help some of these young guys out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So guys, get these young guys getting traded, they lose their confidence. I mean, look at uh, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, the DSA confidence is shot, man. His confidence is shot. Yeah, I mean, you got to give these young kids some talent. But I always tell the kids, if you, no one's going to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself. And that's what I used to say to David Falk. I believe in myself. I will bet on myself, even if I fail. I'm gonna always bet on myself. And that's what you got to do. You you playing professional basketball for a reason. You can't let trades get you down. You can't let. Uh, Things that be said because, hey, I got booed in, in Madison Square Garden. I remember the guy saying, Xavier McDaniel is trash. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't mean it. We didn't mean it. 
Yeah. We, were playing, we were playing the Boston Celtics. And at the end of the night, we had done beat them pretty good. I had 37 points. And he had done scratch out and say, X-Man, you my hero. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Patrick looked at me and say, welcome to New York. Yep. You know, I looked at him. At that time, those those three or four games, I was playing like trash. Sometimes mm. you gotta accept what's going on with you and That's not worry about what people are saying. Sometimes you gotta look in the mirror and say, damn, I was trash. When I went back and looked at those tapes, I was like, damn, you are trash. Mm. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> you know? That's real. So, so you step up by playing. That's why New Yorkers love Oakley. It don't matter how many layups he missed, he's gonna dive on that floor. Mm-hmm. Knock the crap out of somebody. Yeah. Go for loose rebounds, and he gonna be take no prisoners. He got that blue collar type work. Mm-hmm. If you York and you don't want to work, you ain't gonna eat. But if you want to eat, you can get on them streets and make some money. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, man. Yeah. They don't. They, they don't make him like X Men. Yeah, I'll tell you that, man. Yeah, he ain't care. You yeah. could only hope today's kids I, have that and same I'm gonna mentality. I'm do this for my man. daughter because these streets of Stanford. Sanford, that's where we at. Sanford, <laughs> we in Sanford, North Carolina, right outside of Fort Bragg. Mm. Right These streets are rough, and we in some. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> hold it down, man. Show, show him some of the pictures when, ex, he, when, he, when he put them claws on him, X man. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that's it, man. My peeps, Jeff McCray, Vanessa McCray, Monty McCray. Peace. That, that's right, man. Well, well, yeah, X Man, we yo, we had a blast, man. The the, yeah, the man. fans had a blast. You, you dropped Salute. a ton of gems, a ton of insight yeah, on us. Yeah. And hey, when when you make it back up to the New York area, maybe next season, man, you want to come to a game at MSG? Hit us up, man. Let's let's connect and maybe we do like a fan meet and greet or something. That'd be dope. Okay, I come in and kick the door down. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> they let they let Spike Lee may have to do another movie. Kick yeah. the door. <laughs> they let him in. Uh, it's, it's, some, it's some things just need to change to get better. I feel you. That's it. I understand that. That's like it, when man. I go to Seattle, if when they had a team, man, just they show me so much love, man. It'd be unbelievable, mm. man. So mm. much, love. and that's what that's what they got to get back to. You got to show your former players some love, man. I agree. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah. I, I hope it get better for them. Well, well said, man. Well, uh, X Man, we definitely wishing you best of health, especially during these times. You and your family. Um, thanks again for giving us the time, man. We really appreciate sure. it, brother. All right, y'all have a good night. All righty, man. Good night. That was y'all Xavier be- McDaniel's J Ellis. Give it up for the X Man. Throw a thirty-two X. Come on, in the chat. Yes, the X Man J Ellis. X. Amazing interview, man. Made, oh, that, was so, that was so dope. Yeah, give, give me, give me some of your thoughts, man. Ah, uh, man, I like the Chris Childs on YouTube. I like, yeah, yeah. Hang on, let me, let me get the camera on you real quick. Hang on one second, uh, man. Hang on, hang on. Shoot everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Hit that thumbs up button for the X Men. Yeah, man. That was the best one. Yeah. That was the best one. That was the best nah, one. That was the best one. No, actually, he, he dropped some gems. He, yeah, X Men dropped some gems. All right, guys, man. Cameras on you, bro. Oh man, he dropped some gems. I mean, the disappointing thing was like it seemed like there was some kind of gaming shit going with the contract situation. Yeah, that's, that's the, the most side of the business, man. Like, yeah, and it's just like, wow, we really probably could have had X Men for longer than a year if like the the front office is kind of doing what they were supposed to do. So that was kind of the, the biggest thing. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like that, I, I took away from the whole interview. But, but I also kind of like, I kind of like just how 
how the dude is like so tough and he has his reputation of being that tough dude but he's also like really humble and understanding at the same extremely time extremely humble he's like extremely. nice balance man. yeah really like the guy. extremely man they, they don't make him like that man you know you like could that. you could only wish that that these kids um today were built like the x-man man they they definitely do not make them like that. Hang on, with JLS. I'm just um reconfiguring the screen. So salute to everybody in the chat once again. Leave us some feedback on, on the interview, mm-hmm. man. What'd you guys think, man? How about the James Worthy bomb, JLS? Yeah, that was the bit. Oh, that the yeah. Knicks was on the way to signing James Worthy, and that's why they wasn't even keeping him. That was huge. I can't even believe. Yeah, the James Worthy bomb was big. Mm-hmm. The he was in talks with the Bulls was big. I, that might have been in talks with the Bulls. Oh man, <laughs> crazy! I mean, the, oh, the whole Bulls series. Oh my gosh, I, I, that that gave me Kevin Durant vibes when he said that. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> a- a- absolutely, man. But but the, ultimately, mm-hmm. it just seems like the Knicks kind of just dropped the ball on that. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, well, not- you know, it's kind of like. It's it's kind of like the Krause thing, man. You know, with the with the whole last dance, and you know the you know the stance that he had with Pippen, and how shrewd these GMs can be, man. You know, sometimes they don't see the future with a certain player, and then obviously you have them playing these games, right? But I just don't get I don't get how you have a series like he did with the uh, yeah. against the Pistons in no, Chicago, excuse. like. Cause watching those games, like Hewan was was getting, the captain is always going to be nice. Mm-hmm. Hewan needed help. He needed help. He needed bro. help because they were doubling him all series long, and it just seemed like X Men was the only other uh, guy who can kind of score. And, yeah, like, you know, nobody else could shoot well. That was the problem with Game Two. I mean, a lot of the games. I mean, you had Starks. You know, Starks. He's erratic. Greg Anthony couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Oakley's not going to shoot it. I mean, you know, Mace Mace was going to be Mace, but, you know, that's not going to be, that's not going to equate to a Pippin, even on his worst day sometimes. Right. You know. So, like, watching the game, it just seems like as a fan, that's a no-brainer to keep him around. They dropped the ball. And it's just like, okay, you went for James Worthy. Cool. But, you know, you waited too long, maybe? Like, I don't know, like, and then you end up with Charles, like, I don't understand. Charles Smith, who was playing out of position. They had Charles Smith, who was a power forward, playing the three. It doesn't make sense. Made no sense. It makes no sense. Made, made no sense, man. So to everybody in the chat, once again, I'm, I'm here. I'm going to set up the phone lines if guys want to call in and um, call in with your comments. Some of your X-Men fans want to call in. Hey, let me set up the phones. Yeah, it made no sense, Jails. Made, made absolutely no sense. You know that um, <clears throat> during the whole Jordan era, there was only two teams that took the Bulls to seven games. Knicks and the Jazz. Knicks in this 92 mm. series and the Jazz in 98. They only went seven That's twice. Sad. They only went seven twice. And we took them to the break, Jails. Yeah. That's interesting. And it's, I feel like the Knicks was like, the Pistons kind of set a tone. It seemed like everybody was trying to be the Pistons. Set the blueprint. Yeah, they set the blueprint. And then the Knicks went out, got Oak. Mm-hmm. Got Mace mm-hmm. and, and got X Men, and it's like, all right, cool. We kind of have our little like NY version of that, and we just didn't 
keep it together long enough. And they didn't keep it together long enough, and they just needed that one more consistent scorer. If it was yeah. X-Man and X-Man, I thought they shouldn't. You know, a lot of times they were really trying to get Chris Mullen. I don't know how realistic those those chats were, but Chris Mullen would have been another perfect, perfect addition yeah. um, to complement the captain. They, they needed that consistent score, whether you're talking about um, from 89 all the way up to 94, man. From well, 89 all the way up to 94, bro. Yeah, we definitely need that that punch. Yeah, it needed needed that punch, and they, and they just never had it. Um, but yeah, I mean, X Man was great, man. X Man was great. Yeah, he was awesome. I, I mean, this the stories. I mean, the Child's interview. Child's gave us some some dope gems too, though, man. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. I, I, I'm not. I, I need. To, I need to sit back and look at. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Child's because because Child's was an awesome interview. He was telling the stories about Jordan and and then like why he didn't why he didn't punch him like he did Kobe and, <laughs> and so like, there was gems in that. One yeah, too. There, there was definitely gems in that, man. <laughs> Let me set up the uh, the phone lines real quick. So yeah. to everybody in the chat once again. Now, X-Man was cool, man. Real stand-up guy. He was easy. Yeah, X-Man was yeah. mad cool, man. How about, um, you know, he, he he came to bat for the captain. I like that. He came to bat for you. And, you know, we we heard um, two sides, two sides, two perspectives. We heard the Oakley side first and foremost. And people ran with our interview, didn't give us credit, but it's all good. We'll, we'll, we'll let that flow. <laughs> and then Harper came out a little while later and kind of um, tacked on. But, you know. Um, X Man came to Ewan's defense, and rightfully so, man. Come on, man. The captain gave you everything he had, bro. It's interesting too because X Man, he's like a scorer, so you would think that if you're coming into you come into the squad as a scorer, and someone is the man, you you might feel like you know maybe I should take the shots, maybe I should. But he took the opposite approach and was like, I'm working on my game to compliment Ewan. And it just seems like, I don't know, maybe other people didn't really embrace the role like they yeah. wanted to. And that's why they have a problem. Yeah, it's tough, man. But like you said, you know, he he put in the work to make sure that they had the chemistry. Mm-hmm. You know, he put in the work to make sure that they had the chemistry. So, um, again, solid professional, bro. That That's a, that's a professional for you, man. Yeah, man. Um, how about... You know, for first off, the the fight with the fight with Mason was 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 crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the fight with Mason was crazy. I don't. I Jeff, Jeff Van Gundy described it as two cars crashing or something like that on the on the Woj podcast. He said they were doing blockout drills, and all of a sudden, it, it, you just heard crashing bodies crashing yeah. against each other. And then it didn't it go on for like a long time too. I mean, like- for them to call him into the office, it, I. Seems so. Seems like it was it was some you know some serious beef because I mean think about it, Mason at that time he walked onto the team. He, yeah. he was a walk on. What happened? That's was, right. And if you yeah, guys take a look at my Mason um biography, I go into everything. But Mason had left the NBA, bro. He got drafted in the '88 draft. Yeah, to Portland in the third round. It was three rounds at that time. He leaves because Portland had had a lot of depth in the front court. He leaves, travels all along circuits internationally in Turkey, whatnot, whatnot. Yeah, goes to the back. Nets. Yeah. Goes to the Nets. Willis Reed was the coach. Play for the Nets, gets cut. Play for Denver, gets cut. The, they He walked onto the Knicks from a summer league tryout. He had a chip. 
So he had a chip on his shoulder. You know yeah. what I mean? So he's he coming in. The X-Man's coming in. Mason's in from Queens. And he's like, yo, this guy's not going to take my spot. Big facts. And Oak is already there. I'm thinking, And you, you would think after what happened with Oak in Seattle, that would be the thing to look out for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it was cool to hear that Riley played the fight. Played the fight between Oak mm-hmm. and X-Man. And was like, we're going to fight together now. Yeah. That that's dope chemistry building psychology mm-hmm. to say, you know, come come together, you know, for a common goal. That's dope. Yeah, that was dope. That's some true coach stuff right yeah. there. A- absolutely, man. Uh let's go to the phone, JLs. First call up. We're gonna go to Puerto Rico, JLs. Okay. Antonio from Puerto Rico is on the line. He wants to talk about the interview. Antonio, how you doing, man? Yeah, how you doing, buddy? Great program to go with, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you very much. I was um I was seeing Xavier. I was hearing him. He had a great interview. He was always my idol. I was I'm a Knicks fan, diehard fan. But the Knicks, when they decided to um, trade for him through the Phoenix Suns, I was so happy. Mm. And um, he was too short with the Knicks. He should have played more years. What I heard by the time, that time was there was no um, inter- internet like nowadays, and they used to find out information by the New York Post and the other other papers. Peter Bercy said that the reason why Xavier left New York was that he wanted to be the first option, not, and he was a bit jealous mm. about you and me the first option. I don't know if that's true, mm. but that, that, that's when everything turned around. It was like, wow. He should have stayed in New York. He was a great player. He was tough. He, was, he would have been perfect. I think the Knicks would have stayed with him. He would have stayed with the Knicks. For the next couple of years, something big would happen, you know. But things happen. It's too late now. But yeah, I used to love that guy. Tough man, and thanks for the call, Antonio. Yeah. Hold it down in Puerto Rico and be safe, man. Go ahead, Jails. I don't know, man. Like, because if you read the, 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 the stuff that was written at that time, it just seemed like there was conflicting reports on both sides. Yeah, like, like it was like it was like it was like he said, she said, and to be honest, too, from the vibe I'm getting from the interview. I don't know. If the, I, I'm not getting that vibe. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not getting that vibe because like, I, because we opened the interview talking about how he was second, and then in um rookie of the year voting, and he, he directly go, and he, I asked him too. It's like, hey, did you feel like you get the most shots? And he directly said, no, this is Patrick's team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he worked his way to to compliment him. So I don't know. After this interview, I don't. Know, I, I, I don't know, man. I'm inclined to believe him. So hard to tell. It's hard to tell, you know, and yeah. people in the chat saying he still went to Boston, which was which was Birdstown, you know. So, you know, it's a, it's a lot of side. We heard his side of it. We saw what Check gets and Grunfeld's side of it was through the papers. Obviously, it's going to be a CYA type of thing. And um, listen, I think at the end of the day, you got to take care of yourself, like he said. You got to take care of yourself. It's a business. But it's kind of it's kind of weak that he felt that um you know they kept it political with him in terms of the playing time as soon as he opted out of his deal. That's kind of weak, man. Yeah, they, it, they it really just, did that to him. That's kind of foul. It just seems like I don't know from the way he says it. It just seems like they were trying to get him back on the cheap from the jump mm-hmm. and lower his value. Yeah, why that's what like that's what it appeared minutes. to be to me. Yeah, yeah. So if that's the case, then it, it was just like I don't know. It just seemed like it was just doomed from the start. True. 
True story, man. Uh, we got a lot of super chats in here while the um, while the interview was going in. Let me read some of these. Let me shout out Mr. Durante. Sends us a $10 super chat, Mr. Durante. Appreciate it. Um, Bad Dog Sports, all you Giants fans. Giants had a good draft, JL, this last week, man. Giants had a solid draft. Shout out Bad Dog Sports. He says, um, this is fantastic. Thank you. So mad the Knicks let X go in 93. Um, I swear we win in 93 and 94 if X is part of it. X32, hashtag respect. Salute to Bag Dog Sports. Dope comment. Um, we got Nick Central with Oskrilla. Sends us a $10 super chat. He says, wow, the X-Man. Nick's Fan TV, definitely number one. Nick's show for the fans. By the fans, hit that thumbs up button for mm-hmm. you boys. Hit, uh, appreciate it, Nick Central. Um, TB in the chat says, man, y'all made my night. 90s was good memories. Thank you, X32. Salute to TB. Got Ismael Riva sends us a super chat, JLC. He says, um, great show, number one show for all the fans. Salute and stay safe. Appreciate you, Ishmael. And we want to appreciate um J.I. Wizard sends us a super chat as well, man. So so salute to everybody that uh tuned in, man. I yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm curious to see what the fans think. Was the child's interview better? Was the X-Man interview? I don't know. I think they were both great. I, they're I both really they're good. both great, man. They're both really good. Yeah. That, that was solid. <laughs> Question is, who's next? <laughs> uh, <laughs> who's next? Who Put, is next? Putting a lot of pressure on ourselves right now, James. I know, right? Jeez. Yeah. Nah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, man. Well, you know, we're definitely having fun with it. Um, you know, the 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 support from the community is is how these things come to fruition. So we appreciate everybody um, you know, throwing us a bone and looking out for us on, on these interviews and and uh you know trying to make things happen, man. It's mm-hmm. it's a community thing, Jails. We don't we definitely don't do this by ourselves. So we, exactly. we appreciate everybody who's who's been supporting us from the jump. hmm You know. Oh, what could have been, Jails? What could have been? What could have been? You know? X Men is that a chip? I don't know. Is that at least a, a 94, 94 maybe. I mean, but but even still, you know, 93 was still our best chance, bro. The yeah. 93 team won 60 games. Even even went with X saying, you know, they left. And, they, yeah, they got Doc Rivers. They got Charles Smith in there. Um, <clears throat> they won 60 games, bro. They were the number That's one true. seed. They had home court advantage, Jails. They won two zip. They were up two zip. Game three, Michael Jordan goes three for 18, Jails, and they still lose the game by 20 points. <sighs> that was it. If you win game three, the first game you in win. Chicago, Jails, yeah. you win the series. You win. Now, you win. do you go on and beat right, the right. Phoenix Suns? I'm not that's so another, sure. Yeah, that's You another. know, Suns, that, that was a machine right there. You know, with, with Bar- that was a good team. KJ Barkley, yeah, Dan Suns, yeah, that was my, that was my, 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 yeah. my cheat squad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninety three team was a formidable team. Not sure if they would beat the Suns, but they were good. And but they had the Bulls on their heels, and that was also what happened. Jails was that um, in between game one and game two, MJ goes to Atlantic City, mm. comes back in game two. Knicks win the game. <laughs> Media is all over it. You know, MJ's got a gambling problem. What's going on? What are you doing in Atlantic City till 3 a.m.? They need to hit that on the dot. And that became the cloud over the Bulls that kind of galvanized them because they Mm. ripped off four straight. You know, I don't need no sleep to win. (laughs) They they ripped off four straight. You know, game game three didn't have a great game. Game four, he dropped 54 in the head. (laughs) (sighs) And game five is a Charles Smith game. And that's all she wrote. Oh God! You know they they closed it. They closed it out in six. 
So it's just uh, opportunities lost, man. Opportunities lost. lost, Let's go to North Carolina, where where X Man is hailing from. Jay Boogie in the in the chat. Uh, JLs on the on the lines wants to weigh in. Jay Boogie, how you doing? That's my old nickname. What's good with the fellas, man? Good to see y'all. Hear from y'all, man. Everybody healthy and good. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How you doing, man? How you feeling? Hey, man. Let me just tell y'all this right here, man. From a Nick fan and a fan, a Nick fan TV and a watcher. Yo, I salute y'all guys, man, for doing what y'all doing. Appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Keeping it up to date, taking us back in history, bringing it forth so people can get an idea and understanding of what the Knicks was back then and everything. Yo, y'all do a great job, man. I swear y'all do, man. So let me tell y'all that, man. Thank you, man. Xavier, Xavier, man, I was so happy when we got that dude. I just knew we was going to do something, man. And I hate the situation that turned out how it should have been. They should have paid that man. But one thing about Xavier, man, his legacy, man, from a fan perspective, you know for a fact, when you played against Xavier, you knew you was dealing with somebody who was going to play you hard every night. It was going to be a bruise, a battle, and everything. Mm-hmm. But the flip side of that, the same way he played you hard on D, he is going off as a mic you 16 to 30 that same night, true, man. True. And I ain't know Both he was sides. so close to me in Sanford, North Carolina, man. I don't get ready to go hunt and find him because he ain't the last 25 <laughs> minutes away from me. I enjoyed that interview, man. Appreciate it, Jay. I enjoyed man. this interview, man. That was the best one, man. Let me tell y'all, since y'all debating which better between him and Charles. But I love y'all. Keep doing what you're doing, man. I'm Appreciate always it, on man. this side watching y'all. All love, brother. I Thanks for the support, it, man. man. Appreciate Jay Boogie, man. X man, if you still looking, if you still listening, man, you, you gotta look up Jay Boogie, man. You guys gotta hang yeah, out talk, bro. Yeah, he he around the road, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right around. Oh, the he's four trees down. He's four. <laughs> yeah, right, right around the road. I mean, JLs. I don't know. Is there any other Nick that only spent one year with the team that is as beloved as the X Man? Who's close? Who's close to to a one year one hit wonder that nah. is still remembered know. as much as uh, the X Man was. The one, mm. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't I'm not know. Sure. You know, maybe um, yeah. I don't know. Jason Kidd, Nick's tape. Yes, I'm about to go, I'm about to, go to, the, to the old, the old one year Tracy McGrady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like that. No, maybe. not T Mac. No, not T Mac. Man, T Mac was like, a one game wonder, not a not a one year wonder. He was a one game half a season wonder. T <laughs> Mac through his whole career, he finished his whole career against the Thunder, Knicks versus Thunder. When T Mac had like twenty seven points in overtime, he never had he legs it. after that. He was killing it, best, yeah. best nigga of all time. Man, you'll see in the chat says Lynn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lynn. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm Sanity. I didn't even mean to swipe him, man. I didn't even. That's what I'm saying too. Like with like Lynn Sanity, I didn't remember more than just that run. He didn't even get to the playoffs, but that run was he so did, crazy. but he didn't play. Remember, I was telling yeah. you that JL said we got to do that. Linsanity, uh, the truth about Linsanity. Yeah, it was you funny because me and my we talked about it on my pod like a bunch of times already. So it's interesting, it's coming back up again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 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 like he he never really played in the playoffs, so but it was still just one of the craziest runs in history. Yeah, it was Lin. It was it was definitely Lin. 
It was crazy in history. You know? <laughs> but like I said, I I look at that as such like a short lived stint that I can't even. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, one the X Men was in they, the X Men was going toe to toe with the Bulls, man. If yeah, they didn't have Xavier like, McDaniel, bro, they probably they they probably would have gotten swept or lost within like five games. No, that's absolutely because those games, man, they 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 were doubling, hewing like crazy. Everything, yeah, because no, they Everything. knew nobody could shoot, and he just needed help. And it was times, it was times when human was was fouled out in foul trouble, and he's like, "Yo, where is the points coming from?" And X Men stepped up and just is like, all right, it's my team now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were times when Ewan was in foul trouble when he went down with the sprained ankle. Three, four, and five was the X Men's game. If yeah. he doesn't have those games, they're done early, finished, done. finished, super done. Like, you know. And there like was a I, game. Mm-hmm, go ahead. No, there was a game when the Knicks were down when Ewan was in, and X Men kind of went off. He comes back in, he got, he got the lead. Yeah. All he got to do is finish now. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I was telling you before we went on about the Lynn thing. And listen, I think the coverage of it this week was great. I think he deserved that. You know, that moment was that moment that they gave him this week. He deserved it. You know, that was a, the Knicks were ter- they're still terrible. They were terrible then when he came in. They're terrible now. And it was a great moment in basketball, not just the Knicks. It was basketball, bro, because yeah. so it, it, he impacted so many um, facets of the game, even outside mm-hmm. of the game, culturally as well. But I think what doomed him again was, and again, having the X-Man is, is just proof of it, what doomed him was not playing in that Miami series. Definitely. You know, because it's not to say that, you know, it's not to question, you don't want to question the kid's heart or his health but at the same time, when you're playing for the Knicks and you're wearing that jersey and you go say you're 85% in a game, the detractors the are going to kill you. Yeah. You know we, what I'm saying? We, we're, from that, we're from that cloth of exactly. 85, go ahead. But it's like, exactly. it's, it's funny now because if you look back at it now, like people, people ended their careers because they played on 85 early. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. Like, it's true. Like, Joaquin Noah, I, I keep going back to Joaquin. Joaquin Noah used to be, be used to be good. Yeah, it's true, man. <laughs> and he just kept playing hurt, and then and years later, everybody got jokes. Yeah, that definitely true, bro. So, yeah, I, I think I think the Miami thing doomed Lynn, and uh, and yeah, Mark Ray says it was a business decision. That's how it came off, and I think to the people who uh, weren't you know, feeling him or, or didn't feel like he had that much of an impact. I think they looked to that as, as why they, they didn't become fans or state fans of, of Jeremy Lin, you know? Yeah. Interesting topic though. Um, let's close it tonight. Still in North Carolina, JLs. Delano, Delano closed like a ton of shows for us, man. He's always the closer. He's closer. <laughs> yeah, man. Delano, how you feeling, bro? What? I'm doing good, man. Salute to everybody in the chat. Salute to y'all, man. I guess y'all call me Jab Stetlano or something like that. <laughs> What's good, bro? How you feeling, man? Yeah, but uh, no, nah, the interview was dope. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't hear the um, Chris Child interview, so I can't compare the two. Oh, you got that was definitely yeah, one that's of the a good one. I've heard, period. So salute to y'all for that. Appreciate it. Um, and that was a that was a dope gem. But this makes me so mad with the front office. Our front office has found ways to really fetch the hearts of our chest. Yep. Yeah, man. It was a, it was a bad business decision, man. T- terrible business decision. Don't get it at all. 
But I will say this. The one player that only played one year that was probably beloved, that belongs probably on the Knicks tape, would be like maybe Rasheed Wallace. She, uh, she she was good. She was good, but I mean, he, they didn't even have him by the time the playoffs came around. He was already done, but he he set a good tone for us for sure. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Zippy, all the like the old, all the Knicks that were like nice and on another team, that we got them there last year. Yeah, <laughs> basically, like, we had a bunch of those. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like he's he's the reason why three seater dome was even a thing here. He he made he invented it, man. <laughs> he, he he definitely did, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's even crazier to know that he's um, that Xavier McDaniels up the street from where I'm at. I'm like maybe 35 minutes away from where he's at. Oh shoot! So you, Jay Boogie, and, and the oh. X Man are <laughs> y'all gonna hang out? <laughs> y'all man. all gonna run? Y'all to gotta him. connect yeah, and we, hang out, man. Same road. You know. Yeah, we neighbors right now. It's yeah. crazy, but it's all love. You know what I mean? I'm definitely gonna check out that um child's interview because, like I said, I didn't see it, but you know, love the show always. You know what I mean? Appreciate it, Delano, man, and, and um, definitely hope that you that you staying safe down there. Appreciate the support, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all stay safe too, man. Everybody have a good night. Yes, sir. You too, man. Mm-hmm. Looks like we got one call coming in. Tails, we'll take one more. All right, cool. And then um, wrap up. Yeah, you gotta catch you gotta catch a child's interview. The child's child's was definitely very entertaining. And uh, he's anxious to come back on. He's still waiting because I did tell him that time that we were gonna have him talk to the fans. He was, and he was still he was he was tight when we got off. He's like, "Yo, what happened to talking to the fans?" <laughs> I was like, "Yo, Chris, we went for like an hour. I didn't you know. I didn't. I didn't want to you Yo. know monopolize your time." Yeah, man. Yeah, I can't wait for y'all whenever he comes back to talk to Chris because he's yeah. super cool as well, man. Yeah, yeah. That definitely got to get um, Chris on as well. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. All right, who we got up? I'm waiting on Dave to screen the call. Um, throw your cities in the chat as well, man. Where are you guys tuning in from? We had, we had a couple people coming on from North Carolina. So uh, throw your cities in the chat. If you guys are new in the chat, leave a hashtag new and we'll shout you out. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny Girl sent us a super chat as well, JLS. She says, oh, shout out Danny Girl. Yeah, yeah, shout out Danny Girl, man. OG, she's an OG fan of yeah, uh, yeah. the post game live show. She says, been rocking with you out for a minute. There you go. Yeah, and you real. keep getting better. Would love to hear from Rod Strickland or Gerald Wilkins. Okay. Hold it, hold it down for the ladies because you're looking, when you're looking at YouTube analytics. Yeah. And it tells you like the ratio. Oh, it's 99%. 99. <laughs> it's 99.9% men. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man. Daddy's true and, and, and true. So man. Shout, out, shout out to you. Yeah. Yeah. Dad, shout daddy's out to you, true and true, man. <laughs> uh, let's see what the people are checking in from. We have. Emmanuel Ceases hashtag new now. He's been around. I, I see him in the chat all the time. Um, but shout out to Emmanuel still. Yeah, Jaden yeah. Diaz is hashtag vet. Who, who you got in your chats? Oh, shout out to House Flan. He says some Santa Clarita. Yeah. Shout out to yep. And Teddy from Greenville, South Carolina. South in here heavy today. Okay. Okay. <laughs> South is in here heavy. We had Queens in here heavy. X-Man was repping Queens. We got LLIR says hashtag new from Canada. So our neighbors up north. A. Okay. You know, you just drop that little A at the end. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris C from Maryland by way of Brooklyn. Okay. okay, okay, okay. We got Raleigh in here. V Kite twenty one checking in from Raleigh in here. Okay. All right. Salute to everybody, man. Appreciate you guys for joining. All right. Let's go to ATL Jails. Um, Derek from ATL is in here. Derek, how you doing? All right. What's going on, man? Good. How you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing good. All right. 
I just want to talk about the current Knicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, get on uh, Frank Nilakina. I really think they should keep him and get rid of all those veterans that he okay. had hired last year. All right, you, you, um, your connection was kind of bad, bro, so I had to click yeah. the call. But he said he wants to keep Frank and, and get rid of some of the vet sales. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Um, I am on board with keeping Frank and getting rid of some of the vets. <laughs> yeah, some, some. I don't. I think the uh, I think X Men had a point when you say you can't have all young guys. You do need some vets. It just has to be the right vets. And some of our vets are pretty decent. We just have to find the right mixture. Yeah, and and um, as you said, you know, we, we do need the, the right vets. And I'm just um, switching my screen up here. Um, you do need the right vets. I, I definitely agree with you. Um, you know, like a, Frank, I think, is a keeper. Ellington, no. I think um, Taj, to me, yes. Bullock, I would definitely keep. I think he's on a cheap deal. I would definitely, definitely keep Bullock. Uh, who else we got? Peyton depends on what we do in the draft and free agency. If yeah. or, or if they if they do get this Chris Paul trade off, mm-hmm. um, then then Peyton's gone. But I wouldn't count him out as a backup option. Uh, again, he's a former C. He is a CAA client, so you would think that Rose may want to keep him, keep him around. But let's see, let's see if they even want this Chris Paul deal, man. Yeah, let's we'll see, let's we'll see if that's even in, in on the table for real for you. That's, that's it, a big. Hmm. I wouldn't hate it though. I tell you, I wouldn't hate it. A lot of people when I when I uh, I did a video on it, um, talking about you know the pros and cons of the Paul deal. Um, people look at it as you know we we do this all the time, same old Knicks type of thing, and it is kind of true, just like based on his contract and everything. But also, but on the flip side, I feel like you're not bringing CP3 in. As you would like a mellow or that type of free agent. Yeah, it's not you that role. It's, it's not a that it's a bridge. It's a bridge. Yeah, it's a deliberate bridge. It's, it's not a, the same. Yeah, it's mindset. a bridge. It, it's yeah. not to to build for the future. It's to help your future right now. That it's a sense. different mindset than mellow, even though he's mindset. massively expensive. Right. Massive, it's, it's, eighty-five million dollars, sales. You're you're just funding the world's best <laughs> on-floor teacher. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. At eighty-five million, you're paying for eighty-five exactly. million for to be a teacher. Exactly. You know? Yeah, it's like if you have, if you're like you know, starting a business and you're getting personal phone calls of Bill Gates. Yeah, that, that, that's <laughs> basically it. So. Um, you know, if it's not going to cost you any of your picks, I would, I think they should absolutely look at it, you know? Um, speaking of Chris Paul, Ari's in here. Ari, what do you, what do you think about that? How you feeling, bro? Hey, what's up guys? Great interview. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk about Chris Paul before you even mentioned it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, traditionally I would say like, don't trade for him because same old Knicks, but I am, I've been thinking about it. I'm, I'm for the deal. I would do the Chris Paul deal. And the reason why is because this team lacks basketball IQ and they lack shooting. Mm. And he is probably tied with LeBron James as the smartest basketball player in the league. And he's a good shooter. 
And he's never been on a losing team, I don't think, in his entire career. And I think he gets a little bit of a bad rap because of how he was in Houston. Mm-hmm. Besides that Houston year, his numbers have been ridiculous. And the only reason his numbers were dropped in Houston is because he was playing with Harden. Harden and yeah. what I think yeah. people also forget is that, um, like, if you would watch the All-Star game, he was on the court in the All-Star game with the starters because he could still ball. And his game isn't predicated on athleticism. It's built more of a cerebral game. Yeah. And with two years on his deal... I would definitely do it. It's not like a five-year deal, you know what I mean? Yeah. For two years, I would do it, and I think it could be a, an asset for the next year's free agency because I think you'd still have uh, enough room to sign a max or a borderline max player with Chris Paul on, on the team, and I think you would help us in free agency. So I would do the Chris Paul trade. The only way I wouldn't do it is if we get the, a top two pick and we get LaMelo Ball. But if we if we don't get Lamelo Ball, I'm pulling the deal on the Chris Paul trade, and you know we're going to be relevant again, and the culture will be set, and I think he's a perfect fit for the team. So that's what I think. Interesting. All right, man. Take take it easy, Ari. Stay safe out there. It it wouldn't it wouldn't be a bad move at all, Jails. Right. Yeah, um, the, the CP3. Uh, it depends on what your price is, of course. No draft picks. Yeah. I'm not trying to give away any draft picks. I think even if you get a Lamelo, a CP3 wouldn't hurt. You know, just to kind of take that burden off of him. Yeah, actually, Ari has my take. He has my exact take, actually. Mm-hmm. This is one of those times I agreed with Ari 100%. <laughs> yeah. It depends on who who um, who um we draft. It depends on who we draft. So you're saying if you get LaMelo, you wouldn't – you would let LaMelo just, just, uh, just get – go into yeah. the starting role. Yeah, if we get LaMelo, LaMelo, Killian – just let, let's just let them go. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I think it just behooves RJ and Mitch to have somebody there who can um guide them mentally and actually you know show them where to be and how to win. Yeah, I I, I mean look at what he did with the Thunder, man. That was a, that's yeah. what I said in in the uh, in the video. I mean the Thunder success, you, you have to put that on on him, man. You know, between SGA's um, insurgents, you know, they were succeed in the West. They don't have Chris Paul. They're they're not reaching anywhere near that. Yeah, but it all depends on pricing. Because I'm not. All depends on price. All depends. I'm on not price. going. I'm not doing first rounds. No picks and RJ and Mitch. I'm not doing yeah. none of that. The thing is, though, is that that's what it's going to cost, likely, because the the Thunder. I don't see them being in any any way, shape, or form motivated. To, to just give them away, that especially the way that they're playing. And if they're going to continue the season now, you know. Um, I'll give them DSJ, Randall, in a second. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll see, man. We'll, we'll see if that gets the job done. I don't know, <laughs> brother. I don't know, man. They got Peyton, too. Okay. Yeah. I, I hear you, man. Um, probably going to need Peyton. Yeah. I, I hear you, bro. I hear you, man. Well, yeah, man. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. We we definitely appreciate um, everybody for joining us. Uh, we'll let's get back on say Wednesday. We'll do another quarantine stream on Wednesday. Everybody can kind of chip in, chime in on the on the CP three stuff. But we definitely appreciate everybody for tuning in to the X Men interview. Jay Ellis, another solid one in the books, man. Another solid one in the books. Yeah, go, ahead, go ahead and sign out, bro. 
Yeah, man. All right, so uh, listen, Nick of Time Show's coming back. He's coming back, all right? The He's return back. of the Nick of Time yeah, Show. Yeah. It's the quarantine edition, though, so because it's not safe to be in the same room, so we have to redo it. Definitely check out on YouTube.com slash Town Show. Watch out for the next episodes coming pretty soon. Probably Monday or Tuesday or something like that. Um, also, definitely check out the blog at the thenickatimeshow.com and check out the writings of Ken. He's been killing it. He's talking about the blueprint. Not Jay-Z. No, it's his his version of what Nick should do in the blueprint to rebuild Nick. So definitely check that out as well. Um, and yeah, also get the merch. Someone just got some uh, phone case. We got Noxies. We got RJ. We got Mitch. All stuff at thenickatimeshow.com. That's all. Back to you, CP. Alright, appreciate it, JL. Some great right. show, my dude. And um salutes everybody watching once again, man. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Another classic, classic interview. Big, big respect to uh the X-Man Xavier McDaniel for giving us the time, man, and just dropping a lot of gems uh on the show tonight. If you guys are new, remember this show is available in audio podcast format, Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Alexa, Stitcher, and uh, Amazon Alexa as well. All you Apple Podcast listeners, if you could leave us a review, it would go a long way. As usual, we're looking for you guys to help us promote the show, and it's all cyclical. You guys help us promote the show, we get good guests, we get good callers, and we have better shows. It's all grassroots movement, it's all a community affair, and that's why we ask you to hit that thumbs up button for your boys, subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell. Share these videos. And please, please leave us a review with your feedback. Goes a long way. All right, Jails. It's another one, man. Let's uh, salute to the OG Chuck D in the building. Got to get Chuck back on the show, man. We got to have Chuck talk to the fans. Much love to Chuck, man. Yeah, man. Always always hold us down, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chuck's been in the chat, man. Chilling, chatting with everybody, man. So, uh, salute to the OG, salute to Gregory W. I right, salute, salute to Shan BK, Jaden Diaz, all the mods. Dave, appreciate the help. Salute Knicks Fan TV, Dave, for throwing the highlights together. Um, also, salute Fro Magnum for also throwing the highlights together for right. us. Like Rob I said, we don't do this by ourselves. Yeah, man, we, we get a lot of help, so we definitely appreciate everybody supporting the wave. RT, appreciate it. Um, Gaia University, appreciate it. Who you want to shout out, JLs? Oh, shout out, shout out my OG, okay, OT guy, Craig Wood. Shout out to you, support from Avalon. Uh, Game Time, Weezy, John Talento, Chat Hopkins, shout out to you, Carl Custer, uh, Gregory Lee, Delano, Teddy, uh, Lox Main, Kitten Murphy. Lox Main. Yeah, man, everybody, everybody. Yeah, man. Fritz. Be safe, I, I people. Fritz, but shout out to you, Fritz. Be safe, everybody. Thanks for supporting, and uh, we'll check you guys Wednesday, man. Peace.